Welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you in your journey of faith. Enjoy the message. Have I told you lately that Jesus loves you? I'm going to keep coming back to this place. I I want every heart in here to know Jesus sees you today. He knows every detail about your life, and He delights in you. He loves you. This is not church speak. This is the truth of who He is. Last week we talked about that there are three strategies that Satan has against God's people. And that the Lord has given us three antidotes, three ways that we avoid these strategies of the enemy. And that character, the the places that God's given us are these three places. And so we're going to come back to those. It's, It's a place of integrity. That we are the same person in every environment, that we, we open our lives to the fullest and we allow the Lord to go into every place that we have. And we don't withhold and have compartments of our life and you don't know church Josh and then gym Josh, grocery store Josh, that everywhere that, that we interact, it is the person that God's called us to be. And it, there, there's a, a weight that should, should come off your shoulders with that revelation because that, that takes the weight of perfection off your shoulders. How many of you know that can be a heavy weight as we go through life? If we're going through trying to be a profile of what we think people expect us to be. So, it's integrity. It is humility. Humility. Humility is this wonderful place that we can walk into every room that God's called us to and every place in life and not have a burden of trying to impress and be someone to the other people in that room. I mean, that's hard. I'm I'm saying it like it's easy, like, oh yeah, humility, that's great. And even in in Scripture, you know, the, the Word says that Moses says that he was the most humble man on the earth. And it's a little bit of a contradiction because he's also the author that wrote that sentence. You're like, what am I going to write here? Humility is important. And you know, I'm the most humble man I know. So we have have integrity. We have humility. And what I want to talk about today that we see from the heart of God is, is his heart of generosity. His heart of generosity. And, and I have a statement for you that I just want you to, to, to allow, to, to just ponder and, and just have in your heart. And it's this, that you can give without love, but you cannot love without giving. There is a byproduct of true, pure love that comes from the Father that is, that, that has a, a, that is always giving that is, is generous, that cannot leave that place because love gives. Love gives. It's interesting. If you do a word study through Scripture, and I'm going I'm to give you just a few what I believe are important words. And so let's take the word believe. That's an important word. It's important what we believe. And if you, you follow the word believe through Scripture, you find that word 272 
times. It's an important word that we believe, and we know what we believe. If you follow the word pray, also a very vital and important word, we find that the word pray is found 371 times through Scripture. Prayer is vital. It's important. If you follow the word love, the word love that, that we know that this is based on, God's love for us, love is found 714 times. But if you look for the word give, you find the word give 2,152 times throughout Scripture. Why, why is that? Because God is generous. God is a God that he, he never stops pouring out of who He is. He never stops. He never leaves this place of generosity. And in your mind right now, if you're going, oh, is, this a, is this a message on money? No, this is a message on everything. It's on your money. It's on your time. It's on the gifts that fill your life. It's on that, that, that place of your heart, that throne place of your heart that the Lord alone is to be on. And when we allow Him to go to that place and to transform us, generosity is a byproduct that comes out. It is His character revealed in us. I said it earlier, you know, there are over 7,000 promises that... God has given us through Scripture. The vast majority of those promises are connected to generosity. Our ability to make decisions based on what has been given to us. Not just solely out of what we believe we have right now and what are the resources that I have. Promise after promise, God is saying, will you step out in a, in a, a place of generosity based on who I am and not what you have? Will you step out in obedience to me based on who I am? So I just want us to, I want us to, to stir this up. And I, and I believe that generosity is something that, that God wants to just open our eyes to, and there, there's three things that we're going to hit today, uh, because three is holy somehow. Every week I like to have three points. I feel better about a message if it has three points. I feel like I can trust it. I'm joking, but well, we're going to see three things that, that generosity does in our life, and we're going to invite the Lord to, to reveal that. What does that look like for us? Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, it says this, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, that, that's not just about our checkbook. Now, I say checkbook, I need, to, I need to remember that not everybody in the room knows what a checkbook is. <laughs> a long time ago, we used to write these things called checks. <laughs> And you had a ledger that you would add up of what your checks went to. You would actually write where you wrote a check to. And that was an exchange of money. Now we don't do that. So it's not just, generosity is not just based on what our bank account says that we spend our money on, our time. Where we give the best of our life. Where we give the, the, the best of, of who we are. I believe the boundaries that the Lord has given Anna and I is that you do not get the best that I have. 
that she does. And then after she does, then my children do. And then after my children do, then there's this place where the Lord meets us and He takes what is remaining there and He makes so much more of it than I could ever ask or think or imagine. And I believe that that's a godly order. I believe before God made a, a church, He made a family. And my primary calling in my life is to be a faithful husband to Anna. To be a faithful dad and to my kids. And that in that obedience that God honors that. And so that as we gather and we're here together, that, that He fills this time because He knows that I have not placed above what He has set as priority in my life. And so there, there's this place that the energy of our life is directed to. Scripture tells us that the treasure of our lives will be reflected where our heart is, where I can look back and see where I've spent my time, where I've spent the finances of my life. There is the revealing of what I consider valuable. So generosity is so much more than money. It speaks to our treasure. And these are the things I want you to see about generosity. What does generosity do in our life? Number one, it prepares our hearts for Jesus. It prepares our hearts for Jesus. There is an ongoing relationship that the Lord has with us that He, he is wanting us to be prepared for what He's going to ask us to do next. The Word tells us that we are to go from glory to glory and strength to strength. That is a growing relationship. That is a relationship where we trust the Lord in new ways, where we step out and we, we step out of comfort into uncomfortable places where we say, Lord, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to obey you in this step, even though I don't see it all clearly. And as we do that, our hearts grow and we know the Lord in a different way, in a deeper way. It prepares our hearts for Jesus. It's very interesting. Look at this. When John the Baptist, who had a ministry of preparation, he has a ministry of preparation for Jesus to come. And he's preaching and he's saying, repent, get your hearts ready because someone's coming after me and I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. He's coming. Get your hearts ready. And the people were cut to the heart. Look at this. This is Luke chapter 3, verse 9. And he's, he's talking in, to, to the crowds. And he's saying, Even now the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that has not produced good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. The crowds ask, What do we do? What do we do? You're telling us to get ready. What, what's my first step? John the Baptist didn't say, Get your butts back to synagogue. He didn't say, go clean up your robes. He didn't say, get out and, 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 and begin preaching and evangelizing everyone. Well, what did he tell them to do? He said, the first step, your first step is this. John replied, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. There is something about a heart of generosity that, that when we have eyes to see needs around us and we are willing to step into that and not wait. There's something about that that prepares our hearts for what the Lord wants to do and how He wants to grow 
our lives. Generosity prepares our hearts for Jesus. Number two, generosity, it speaks the value of Jesus. You know, in the book of, of Acts, we find this account as, as uh, Peter and, and uh, there, he's, he's walking by the temple and, and there's a beggar outside the church, outside the temple. Peter and John walk by and, and this beggar looks up and, and he's asking for money. He's asking for help. And, and, I, and I love this because there is a response that, that goes beyond what, what is there naturally. There's a response, and that's what should fill our hearts. This is a heart of generosity that we respond to those around us. We respond to the deficits that we see and how the Lord makes us aware of the places of need that are around us that goes beyond our understanding of what we have. This man is asking for money, saying, help me get through this day. Peter and John said, we don't have any money, but we do have something better. And what we have, we are going to give to you. I, I wonder how it would transform our lives if we begin to allow the Lord to speak to us and us believe and receive the truth that we have something to offer and to give in every circumstance. How would that transform our lives if we looked at, at what we have to offer beyond our bank accounts and we would say, Lord, your power has transformed my life. Your love, it meets me in every moment of my life. And so I always have something to step into and to give with because I know that I have so much more than what my bank account says, what the time of my life may say. I always have something to give. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to thee. That was the reply. And then they said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Generosity, it speaks value. I love that, that, that we have this account that someone was sitting outside of a place that God's people passed day by day. I want to share this with you. I don't know. Let me, let me just ask for, just wave at me if you've ever waited tables. Have you ever waited tables? We talked about it in Next Steps today. My people, we waited tables. We dealt with stuff. You know the day that I hated waiting tables and that we all fought to not wait tables on? Sundays. We're going to get real in church today. I hated waiting tables on Sundays because people would come from church and they would be there. And I'm telling you, this was known, all the waiters and waitresses, this was something that we talked about. And look, this is Josh running from Jesus. So this isn't redeemed, Josh. So just let's, let's, let's all be eyes wide open here. But we would talk. Nobody ever wanted to work Sundays because the tips were the worst. What value does that speak? I remember one, one time in particular, there was a couple that came in and they started witnessing to me. And, and I started talking a little bit and, 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 you know, like I just wanted a tip for beer money. That's all I was looking for. But I'm telling you, they started, they started talking to me 
And they started, they started just talking about, you know, that, that Jesus loved me and he cared. And so I engaged with them a little bit. And I, and I want you to know that there was a point in that conversation that, that my heart began to soften. Because I wanted out of where I was. I didn't like where I was. I didn't like how hard my heart was. I didn't like what I, what I felt about myself. I didn't, I didn't like where I was. And there was a point in that conversation that my heart started to reach for the hope that they were telling me about. And so the, this, we, we engaged a little bit. The meal ended, and they left a contact number, and they left it, and this is what they did. Have you guys ever seen those, and they were tracks, and so I'm sorry for any of you that has experienced this, the tracks that look like money? Oh, yeah, you've seen them. So they left, they didn't leave a tip. They left a track that looked like money with their contact information. And the hope that I was reaching out for and the hope that, that I was going, well, maybe, maybe there is a way. Maybe there is something that, that, that God sees and maybe, maybe he's not done with me. And I open up our little deals, little waiter deals. What do we call waiter deals? The waiter deal, the black book that you open up. I opened it up and there's a track that looks like a $20 bill. And that hope that was in me just shriveled up. And there was a value that was communicated in that moment. It matters what we speak. It matters how we live. It matters the generosity that comes out of our life. That matters. It speaks. God has put this in you and I that we speak value to people who believe that they have no value in themselves. We are to be reestablishers of the value that God has set on people. You say, does that mean I have to tip good every time? Yes. If you ever have an Ocean Church sticker on your car or you wear an Ocean Church shirt, yes, you do. And if you don't, then I will sick Anna on you and then it will get ugly. Generosity speaks the value of Jesus to people. It reflects the way that we know that we've been given to. Number three, so it prepares our hearts for Jesus. It speaks the value of Jesus. Number three, it transforms our character to reflect Jesus. Every time you give, you become more like Jesus. Pastor Robert Morris has a a saying that you're never more like Jesus than when you give. Every time you give, you become more like Jesus. Proverbs 21 verse 26 says, Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. Luke 11.41 says that our purity... The work of the Lord in our life is demonstrated. Jesus is talking to, to the Pharisees and those that were living by a profile. We're not generous. And he says this, fools, didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts. He's telling the Pharisees, that's great. You memorize the scripture, but how 
are you generous? Clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor and you will be clean all over. Those are words in red. It transforms our character to reflect the love of Jesus. Anna and the kids were were studying this last week on uh, Harriet Tubman, who who, uh, organized and and ran the Underground Railroad, helping slaves escape to the north to freedom. Uh, When when my parents pastored in Minnesota, our associate pastors at the church there, um, this beautiful African-American couple, and, and, and Joanne, uh, was was the, the wife's name, and she would do the, these readings and, and character um, shows as, as Harriet Tubman. And so it, from a, being a little boy, I grew up around knowing and, and watching these reflections on uh, Harriet Tubman and just the, the amazing things that, that happened through her life. And there's a legend that, that came out, and as you go back and you, you, you study it, we don't know that if it was an individual person or if it was a compilation of people. But there's a legend of an individual, uh, and he's referred to as Peg Leg Joe. You didn't know you were going to hear about Peg Leg Joe at church today, did you? And so, like I said, we, it's unclear whether or not this was an individual or this was uh, a group of people. But the story of Peg Leg Joe is that there was an individual that, that wanted to help slaves become free. And so what he did is he would go to plantations and he would apply for work so that he could work alongside the slaves. He was known as Peg Leg Joe because legend has it that he, he had lost his leg and so he had a wooden leg. And so... The, the, the legend goes that he would go and he would work alongside those that were in slavery. And as he did, he would teach them a song. And the song that they would sing, it, it sounded just like another song to, to uh, those that were, were holding them in slavery, the plantation owners. But what it was were directions. They would sing and he would teach them this song that was directions for where they could go in the Underground Railroad to find freedom. And I just, I, I, I want you to grab a hold of that picture today that, that he was someone who, who didn't just say, that's horrible. Who didn't just say, hey, that needs to change. But he took his very life and it is a beautiful picture of generosity that he stepped right into where others were in slavery. And he said, there's a way. Do you know that's to be the fragrance of our life? This is what generosity looks like when it's lived out from the love of Jesus, that those around us say, there's something different about you. Why, why, why do you do that? Why do you give your time that way? Why are you excited about what happened on the other side of the world? Why, why does that matter? We're able to say, because where my treasure is, that's where my heart is. Because of the love of Jesus, I have an understanding about what my treasure should be and what really matters. 
in the energy of my life. Now, I love this word treasure. Jesus tells a parable, and I'm going to end with this. This is Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Jesus tells a, a parable, and he has a number of them in a row, where he's talking about the kingdom of God. And he, he, he tells this parable, and he says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy, in his joy, went, sold all he had, and bought the field. Do you, do you know who the man is in the story? In this parable? Do you, know, do you know who the Lord's referring to? I want to submit to you today that he's not necessarily talking about you or I, but he's giving you and I a picture of how the Father sees. The Father looked and he, he sees you and he sees your life. And when others may say there's no value there, he says, that's my treasure. We go through things in life that the value and the worth of, of who we are and how we spend our time feels like it's robbed from us. And the Father looks down and He says, that's my treasure. You are my treasure. And Jesus says, not only does He see us as treasure, but He goes and He says, I'm going to give everything that I have so that I can be with that treasure. So you know why that we can spend the energy of our life and we can say, I can give and I can live with generosity with my time and my money and the, the, just everything that makes up my life. I can do that because I have a father that saw and said, what others may look and see no value, he says is treasure. That's how he sees you today. He looks at you and he says, you're my treasure. And then he backed it up. He went and he said, Lord, he said, son, you're going to have to do this. This is what it costs to be with that treasure. And Jesus did that so that you and I would have no boundaries between us and the Father. There would be no blockage between his heart and ours. We could receive his love and walk in fellowship with him. Would you bow your heads this morning? I'm so thankful to know and be able to talk about the generosity of our God. It transforms us. Today, I want to pray over you. And if you're here, I want every head bowed, every eye closed. And I said this at the beginning, I, I know the love of Jesus is here in such a tangible way that there are hearts in here that do not see themselves as a treasure and would argue with God seeing them as treasure. And there's a response that you need to make today and say, Lord, I receive what you say about me. Lord, I'm going to release myself from the burden of having to try to prove that I'm valuable and I'm going to receive the value that you say over me. If you're here today and you, you've never received Jesus, you've never received the value that Jesus Christ has set on your life, what it means that the Father sold all that He had so that He could purchase your freedom. 
And the Lord's speaking to your heart right now. The Lord is telling you, son, daughter, would you receive me? I'm here. My love is here. And I'm looking at you and I'm declaring, you are my treasure. If you're here and that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed, would you just lift your hand? I want to pray over you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's so many voices that can fill our minds and so many voices that we encounter in life that try to rob us of the value that Jesus Christ has set on our lives. Today, we're going to push all those voices aside and we're going to say, Lord, I receive what you say about me. Lord, I pray for every person, Lord, everyone that, that Lord, was so create, courageous to raise their hand. Lord, you saw it, I saw it, and so before you, Lord, I thank you for speaking to their hearts. Lord, today we say we see you, Jesus, as the one who has set the value for our lives. God, we receive you today as our Lord. We receive you today as our Savior. We believe that you are God's Son and God raised you from the dead. God, we thank you. Lord, thank you that we can live with generosity because so much has been given. Lord, thank you that the sum of our life is not defined by what our bank account says. Lord, that today you are, you are opening vision. You are opening hearts to those that think that, that they have nothing to offer. Lord, your love is breaking in saying you are my treasure and I have placed so much in you that this world is desperate for. And so, Lord, we don't ignore that. We respond to that. And Lord, we say here we are. Lord, would you open our eyes, open our ears to hear you and to see those around us, the places of need that we can step into and see you transform. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you were encouraged by the message today. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like, subscribe, or share it with someone. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.